Hello and welcome to the Natch 20 Review. I am Sins Haku and I am the host today. With me today is... Pookie. Unit. Shadow Chorus. Trying to figure out where to point. <laughs> <laughs> and we are Final Show Films. We produce a wide variety of content every day of the week. Check us out on our website at finalshowfilms.com. You can also check us out on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms if you'd like to support us financially in the doing of things. And today, we are reviewing the Warcraft RPG. So, uh, we're doing this a little bit differently. At the top, of, at the top of the Natch 20, we talked about how we wanted to, you know, do all sorts of board games, not just, not just, you know, not classical board games, but also, board games. yeah, also, you know, other things that played, that are played on tabletop, tabletop RPGs. And we figured for the first one that we wanted to do, uh, the Warcraft movie's coming out this Friday. So, it, it's going out this Friday or it's going out on Monday? This Friday. This Friday. We're going to see it this Friday. No, it's coming out yeah, this, this Friday. Friday. This Friday yes. opening night in the U.S. Oh, in the U.S. Okay, because because I was like global premiere was like Monday or something. No, it, it it's it's Last out in Europe it and it's, it's out in several countries across Europe. Okay, it hasn't hit the U.S. yet. It's already it's already made fifty six point fifty six million already. Yeah. Well, the, us slow pokes in the U.S. Anyways, uh, so yeah, so we're doing the Warcraft RPG. The Warcraft, RPG, the Warcraft RPG is a role-playing system based in the 3.5 SRD and set in the Warcraft universe. And for those uh, of you who don't know what the SRD is... Yeah, so the SRD is the standard rules... It's the, it's the system rules, rules document. System rules document for and, uh, 3.5 D&D. Dungeons and it was Dragons. released under the Open Gaming License, mm-hmm. in which they said, we're going to release the core books, which was the, the primary rules book, the player's handbook... And the the DMG and some of the psionic rules, and they took out a few things. They took out the experience table. Um, they took out the some of the monsters that were iconic in D anD D, but they left all of the core rules. Yeah. Um, and so using those rules, a lot of other companies made their own systems. This is how Pathfinder came to be. Yes. Uh, with 3.5, and then they've, uh, D&D recently did the same thing with 5th edition. I mean, in the, in the late two, in, in like the two, right after it was released, you couldn't walk but trip over <laughs> a, a D20, which D20 became, D20 system became synonymous with 3.5 system. Yeah. So the Warcraft RPG was created. This was about the time of Warcraft Three. Yeah, the, the first edition of Warcraft RPG, which was just a module edition for Three Five, was released around the time of Warcraft Three. And then the second edition Warcraft, which is the one that we've been playing, was released after the World of Warcraft launched, before Burning Crusade, Burning Crusade but after after the vanilla vanilla launch. Which is which is why there are no rules for anything from Burning Crusade or Wrath of the Lich King in the system. Yep. Uh, so it's 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 a fairly come it's it's. 3.5 is a complex system. We're not going to be reviewing 3.5 specifically, and we're not going to go over all the rules. If you want to learn how to play 3.5 D&D, find someone who knows, because that's the best, that's the best way to learn. The best way to learn that is not to have somebody tell you over a podcast. We'll be here all day also. We'd also be here all day. And uh, if you ever have any questions about the rules, you can go to www.d20srd.org, and it has all, the all of the basic rules, because, yep. oh yeah, open gaming license, it's free. Yep. So what we're going to do is talk about specifically the Warcraft flavoring of 3.5 and the system and what's unique to the system. We're not going to go in super detail, but we are going to talk about our experiences, what we like, what we don't like, etc. Starting first, I guess I'll start with me. Um, so just because this is slightly different, we haven't done this format of review before, I'll start. Uh, so for me, first impressions of the Warcraft RPG was a while back. It was a couple of years ago, but the first time William actually introduced me to it. 
Um, and I thought it was interesting. I thought it was funny. Uh, I thought it was kind of a, a more kooky take on, on the classical 3.5 version because Warcraft is a slightly, at, at the same time, sillier and at the same time, serious uh, take on D&D than 3.5 and a lot of other systems of Pathfinder are. Um, and it has a lot of... I, I was really... I really enjoyed how much of the world, because I grew up with Blizzard games, William grew up with Blizzard games, I really enjoyed how much of the world that is Warcraft was captured in these books. When I when I was the first sat down and started looking through it and saying, oh, well, I can do, you know, all these races are available, all these classes that I recognize, some that I don't recognize, some that, you know, may not have been officially named previously, but were in, they were instances of them. Uh... Really interesting. It was really interesting to me what they did and how far they took off from it. Because my only other experience with the 3.5 system was Pathfinder. Well, other than 3.5 D was Pathfinder, and Pathfinder didn't take very far off the D and D roots, universe wise, anyway. Like, like, like universe and, and structurally and, and rules wise, and, and like, like there, like all the classes in D and D exist in Pathfinder. Yeah. Whereas in Warcraft, only a couple of those classes still exist, and there's uh, and most of them there's like a, a dozen and a half of new classes and variants on those classes. So the so the creativity was the first thing that really stood out to me that I really enjoyed. Uh, which You're one pointing you, at two people. Which, 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 you said you, didn't, you weren't sure if you wanted to go next, but if you want to go next, do you want to go next or you want to go? Um, I'll let him go. Um, first impressions was. Mechanically, it is three five. They didn't. They didn't make any major changes. They didn't overhaul any. Like the spell casting is still the Vancian system. Um, like because I've experienced a lot of three five ones, and a lot of them will tweak the spell casting. <coughs> Warcraft didn't do that. They kept the Vancian spell casting. What they did was they added a bunch of things that were very flavorful. A couple of them, like the Tinker, is a completely new way to approach it. It's it's not like the Artificer, because the Artificer basically creates magical items. The Tinker <clears throat> creates anything they want to. And it's between them and the GM, you know, kind of how it how it plays out. But there's a lot of rules there later to do it. And there's a lot of classes that show how flavor-focused it is. Um, things like the Holy Strider, which is not a really a mechanically viable class. It's not enough for a fight. Well, it, it's not for a traditional D&D setting, but it, it works very well in this sort of high-tensions diplomacy type world. Yeah, it's... The the, the, the role-playing system very much sort of... This is the world. As opposed to, as opposed to D&D. D&D and, is made to fit any, any world. world. The, yeah. the beauty of this was they took the world and they're like, we're going to create classes that exist and thrive off of this world. Things like the Orcish Pyromancer. Pyromaster. Pyromaster. You know, who gains bonuses by cremating uh, fallen um, orcish heroes is a very interesting, very flavorful class, and they've made it viable in very unique ways. Yeah. Um, the way that the classes interact with the world. Coming into this with never having played any Warcraft games, just looking at the mechanics, you can learn a lot about the world and I think that's great yeah it's it, it's very flavorful um, yeah it, it, it's, it, it's like a, even just looking at the creature classes these are things that don't exist in other 3.5 systems mm-hmm. or at least not in the same way 
Yeah, like there, are, I think there are rules in three point five for playing an undead crit character. There, there are there, rules. Three five, three five invented the level adjustment system, which was a pain in the ass. And you had things where you 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 had Rachel HD, but it came in as like, okay, so you're a level seven character, but you have three points of level adjustment, so you're really only level four, and three of those levels have to be Rachel HD. So you start minimum level six. Yeah, and then, is, and that was things like the goblins campaign. And but but at, but ostensibly, even though you were playing a goblin, you were still a fighter, a mage, a warrior, a rogue, or whatever. Mm-hmm. As opposed to in Warcraft, where you're playing, you you have a centaur character that has a centaur class. The centaur is not a warrior, mage, fighter, whatever. It's a centaur. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the centaur is not the best example. Like the centaur or abomination is probably an abomination because you never, you almost never finish taking the racial levels for abomination. You're not going to finish taking the racial levels for uh, mm-hmm. the keeper of the grove. Mountain giant goes into the twenties. Yeah, and yeah. so you gain unique and interesting abilities to kind of balance the power of the races, and it's a level adjustment that you grow into as I, opposed to a level adjustment you just have. I do want to play an all monster, the monster campaign. That would be interesting. Yeah. So uh, they they fixed a lot of the the clunkiness of playing outside of the stereotypical fantasy. Yeah. Uh, on first impressions, for me, um, as someone who has never didn't really know what Warcraft was or anything going into it, uh, blank slate. I thought it was going to be more of a comedic type. Mm-hmm. Also, I was given some false information. It, mm, so I'm going to glare at you for a moment. It's not really false information. Um, <laughs> y- yes, it was. Anyway, I thought it was more of a comedic. Because, I mean, as an outsider, they have panda people, people and all kinds of weird races. But then once I get into it, like for the first time, I realize you know the depth of the story and... How they have elements of humor, but they also, they put it in this world where yeah. it's serious. And I just, I like the way that they do that. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the comedic story, comedic stories in a serious world. Like they have, the, the tar and cheap ones are a real thing. It, it's not even comedic <laughs> stories in a serious world. It's, it's comedic it's, characters in a serious story. There you it's, go. It's, it's, it's lighthearted moments in a overall, at the time, it's kind of grim fantasy oh, yeah. world. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it can be very, well, you know, it was, it was based on, Warcraft was originally based on the Warhammer universe. Yeah. So they had, they had that sort of grim, dark uh, sort of mentality at the beginning. So, uh, was there anything else you wanted? Uh, that's it. Um, first impressions. My first impressions for the Warcraft RPG go way, way, way back. Go way, way back. I was, I was role playing on a World of Warcraft server when someone brought out the RPG books, and I, I, I looked into them, and I just the only other three five system I had played was Pathfinder. I had only occasionally played a session of base three five. I played Pathfinder before, but that was about it. And when I, I, I walk into the Warcraft RPG, and it's like this. This is this is where I want to be right now. I wish I had people to play this with. It was only like occasionally that I could play it with people, and so I just kind of immersed myself in the books and all of the rules and learning as much as I could about it. And the system always struck me as I. It always struck me as something that I wanted to bring to more people because it was all three five systems that I had played were very much. Here's the rules find a world versus the Warcraft RPG, which is here's the world and all of the things you can do in this world. 
Yeah. Welcome to the world of Warcraft. Yeah, it's like, it, it, like we were saying earlier, it's a world that has a system as opposed to a system that you then have to find a world. Yeah. And so there's, there's, there's this universal flavor that just kind of, I've loved the Warcraft series since I first was introduced to it. I mean. Warcraft 2 was one of the earliest games I remember playing, and I have never stopped. Well, being his older brother, you I mean, kind of have the advantage of being able to introduce him to a lot of things. Born first. We, we have an older brother who was not interested Matt, at all. Matt is not a gamer. So, it was my duty. Thank you very much. I, <laughs> I, I dived into the Warcraft world as soon as I started playing. Um, and for me, this was sort of bringing a system, that, bringing a world that I always loved into a new light, and I I haven't always loved playing the system. Yeah. So well, let's talk about things that we like about the system. Um, and there's a lot to like. And like it, like we said earlier, it's very flavorful. It's very, uh, very, very um, in keeping with the story of Warcraft, with the games of Warcraft, with the, the sort of personality that you have and sort of the, the experiences that you've had playing World of Warcraft, playing the Warcraft games. So some of the things that we like, and we're not going to talk, we're not going to start with me or William this time. So, like, things you like about the game. You lied to me. Um, I started second with you. I started like, third. Whatever. Um... I really, I just had what I liked and it just went out of my head. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's your fault. Um, this system has some of the most unique classes and characters that I have ever seen. And that that is my favorite thing. I, I was recently looking through the classes. And trying because to, of something that might happen. <laughs> because of something else. Um, <laughs> trying to find a backup character for reasons. Um, but I really love... I also feel like it has a lot more options than other systems do, because um, it's got all of your basic stuff. But then, like Austin was mentioning, the tinker, and then like the rune master that I'm playing, I feel like you can't find anything like that in not any other system that I've played. Yeah, it's looks like a magical monk. Yeah. Um, the brewmaster. Yeah, the Pandaren brewmaster is really unique. I make magic ale. Um, <laughs> I spit the, on fire. The other one was the tree one. Uh, the ancient protector. Yeah, that one. Like I've never seen that in any other system. I am the tree. At least not a playable one. Like tree people yeah. exist in lots of systems, but you can't play as you can't them. play as them without being like I have a level fourteen level adjustment. Also, you can't play a centaurs in most systems that I've run into. You, I've again, always wanted to play a centaur. You can, but the rules are super awkward. Yeah, like you can't be in a cent- you can't be in a campaign as a centaur until the uh, the rest of the party is matching your level adjustment, basically. Yeah, yeah. Which means you cannot show up in a level one campaign. Yeah, I think that's that's my big pro. Um. For me, my favorite thing about it is they've brought all the stuff into the world and they've made it work. Having played a lot of 3-5 translations of worlds, um, my, my biggest experience, there, there's Wheel of Time was a role-playing system I really wanted to like. It didn't work. My brother and I had to how, had to take what they started and just kind of build it from the ground up because it felt like it was an alpha test. How <laughs> they, they ran out of funding. <laughs> well, they 
they had the support for the first book, and then everyone bought it, and they were like, what is this? Yeah. Because they tried too hard to make it 3-5, but then put it didn't work. They started, they took 3-5 and they wanted to add flavor to 3-5, as opposed to taking the world and putting it in, and, and making 3-5 fit the world. Yeah. Um, everything is very polished, everything is very interesting, everything works and represents the world well. There's, there are, there are balance issues to a degree. But that's that's inherent in three five. It's three, I love three five. To clarify, I'm a three five <laughs> junkie. Um, but like the balance issues in this game are the balance issues that are inherent in three five. Yeah, understand. Yeah, for the most part. Um, it, I'll talk more about it later with things I dislike. But for what I like, it's a very polished system. It feels like everything they did was intentional on how it was supposed to be. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing I can say I like about it. Well, from I have a lot of things I like about the system from a bunch of different perspectives. Uh, from the perspective of a dungeon master, it's a world that I know by heart, and I am comfortable playing with the rules with the universe and working with this system to build more for this world. I can make a Warcraft RPG character in five seconds flat. Um, but at the same time, from a, from a player's perspective... The Warcraft RPG has the most variety that I have seen out of any 3-5 system. Even basic 3-5. There's, there's a lot of extra stuff that you can get out of 3-5, and especially out of Pathfinder. Pathfinder has a lot of stuff in it. But of all the systems, the Warcraft RPG, I feel, has the most variety, which is what, which is a, which is a big thing for me. This is one of the big things that I really enjoyed about the system was just how much there was. How much different stuff you can try, how much different stuff you can do. Play, the the book isn't adding, here's a few new ways to do fighters. It's, here's some really, really weird stuff. Here's <laughs> a drunken panda who makes magical beer. Here's an orc who lights people on fire uh, for fun. Ritualistically. Here's a, class, here's a class who is specifically tailored towards killing demons and nothing else. <laughs> here's a class that turns into a spectral undead. Yeah. There's so much... When they add content, they're not just enhancing previous content, they're making up new things. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite things about it as a player. Um, there's a lot of stuff I like about it. I can't really go into detail or be talking for hours. Yeah. So that, that's fun. For me, um, yeah, just sort of reiterating the previous statements of the, the flavor, the flavors of the world. What I, what I, what I really, really like is the, the opportunity for exploration of different play styles. So I, I've talked. I, I talk a lot on this show about you know ease of playability and sort of gateway things. But there's a there's a different type of what I, of, of that in this game where this game has gateway aspects not to games but to different play styles and mindsets. And what I mean by that is there are classes that are specifically designed to do one thing and one thing only. There are classes that are designed to do as many things as possible, but not necessarily as well as others. And then there's every variance in between that. There are things like your, like, crash, and, and like, we're just looking at a breakdown of specific characters. Crash. Crash rampages over everything in his way. Like, he, he's the only character that we have that can deal 400 plus damage in one hit. 
you know. Um, but at the same time, he's also got this utility aspect of him of the, with the with the spirit champion stuff and talking with the spirits and and doing all those other things that not very uh, very few other members of the party can because we don't have any spellcasters right now. Um, we have one spellcaster, and all of her spells buff herself. Yeah, she's not. She's like it's, it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a weird spellcaster. Like we have two weird spellcasters, and then crash. Um, and so that happens. On the other side, I'm playing a demon hunter. Demon hunters are very good scouts. They're very good at tracking magical things. But when it comes to combat, they don't shine anywhere else other than fighting demons. Where they obliterate demons like, like a blending machine. They, they, they just like like introduce demon hunter to demon, demon goes away. Anything else, not quite as good. So I'm having to play a little bit more out of the box with things. Like when we were fighting the... the, the uh, we're fighting the tank. I didn't actually roll any attacks on the tank because you knew they were futile. Yeah, because my, my my blades are too weak. I do two d I do two d four and a d six. Like that's I'm not going to do any damage to this thing. So I have to find different ways to play. Then there are characters like the tinkers and tinkers who invent different ways to play just by being tinkers. Um, there are the brewmasters who are the weirdest. Uh, off support, off attacker class I've ever seen because they can do a good amount of damage, but they shine where they're giving people drinks. Uh, uh, there's the potion doc who is the weirdest alchemist you'll ever find, who turns healing potions into bombs. Um, there's the rune master, the two different types of rune master that one that punches things in the face and the other one that tattoos other people to make them better. Um, there's, and the healers, like, just talking about the healers by themselves, the healer class in the system, you've got the priest, who is a cleric without all the martial abilities, you've got the shaman, who is a weird mixture of a druid and a cleric, and then you've got the witch doctor, which is a weird mixture of a potion doc and a cleric. And a druid. Don't forget, the druid is one of the healer types. And then there's also the druid, which is a druid. Like, there's, there's so many weird and unique and interesting ways to play the game and each class focuses on a different play style. Not just on different mechanics, but different play style. Which is something I don't think very many other systems do. So that's that's my favorite thing about the about the system. So let's 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 talk about things we don't like because there are things uh, that I'm not sure about William. But there everybody else has things. To think there about. are definitely things to dislike about the system. I don't like the system. Uh, you want to go on the first one? No, I don't want to go right. first, please. Awesome. Um, my least favorite thing about the system has to do with balance, and there and this this balance thing is twofold. Number one, it has the three point five problem. Mm-hmm. If I make a character in a three point five system. And somebody who doesn't know 3.5 makes a character in the 3.5 system, my character's going to be better than theirs. Previously stated, 400 plus damage. Well, the funny thing is, Crash was just kind of thrown together, not even meant to be optimized. Man, if I wanted to make a mage, it's like, <laughs> forget encounters. They don't need to exist. Because spellcasters in 3.5 can just be broken. Yep. And so, you know, Crash is sort of my... Not even trying to break the game. I just sort of casually do 470 damage to that tank. It's fine. Um, and then we still have characters who have to get advice to make a character who can just sort of vaguely keep up with the rest of the party. Um, and that's a 3-5 that's a problem. The secondary problem is this... You really have to know what kind of encounters you're getting into 
Um, because there are certain classes that in certain types of campaigns just aren't going to be useful. The Holy Strider is very interesting and very unique. But, but a combat-heavy campaign doesn't yeah, really you have to kind of be on board with your DM before you make a Holy Strider because it's like, am I going to do any good to anyone anywhere? Yeah, and like, like, and I do, I do decent damage to fleshy guys, but anything with DR. Well, that's a downside of the class. The Holy yeah. Strider is straight up useless in a campaign. The, the Holy Strider, the Holy Strider is a conversational prestige class. Yeah, it's like the yeah. master. Yeah, it, it's sort of the downside of having so many different classes that are good at so many different things is that. <clears throat> You if you, they don't you can get them. really niche, and once you've gotten so niche, it's your usefulness is few and far between. Yeah. Um. So it's a system you and it has the three point five. It's also hard to learn. I didn't encounter that because of course three five. Yeah. But it's definitely a system where people who don't know it are at such a disadvantage. Yeah. Uh. Do you have anything yet? I don't. The problem is, I can't think of anything. Yeah, just, keep just keep thinking. Keep I'm sorry. Going. I'll go next. I, I can actually. Yeah, you go, yeah, you go next. Um, there, there are a lot of problems with the system that are inherent to three five, and we haven't reviewed three five, so I'll go into a couple of them here, but not all of them. Um, one is, as Austin mentioned, the you know linear warriors, quadratic mages. Uh, warriors scale linearly. Their power goes up as they level, and they get very set number increases. Mages' abilities go up exponentially as they learn new spells and more powerful spells. Yeah, uh, which is a, which is an issue that is that is kind of inherent in three five because of the Vancean magic system and because and how powerful spells are. And because there are no sorcerer type classes, all the mage classes do that, not just one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that, that's the other issue is casting magic is hard. Because you have to prepare all of your spells ahead of time, because there is no sorcerer class barring the rune master, who is very different. Yeah. And the, the inscriber, who also does the rune casting system. Um, but there are, there are no sorcerers. There are only wizards and, cl- and, and clerics. Yeah. Everyone prepares their spells ahead of time. Casting magic is hard. <laughs> yeah. Prepare, preparing your spells for what, for what you think is going to be ahead of you is not always easy. Yeah. Uh, there'll be rounds go forever. I forgot to mention. Yes, I I was going to get to that. Three five combat rounds go forever. Um, but there's also there's a couple of things that got implemented poorly. Um, the Tinker's crafting system we have had to change because the Tinker's crafting system uses the crafting system from three five, which sucks. Which is awful. Which is to say, you build things on a weekly basis and you make them. At, by building them silvers at a time rather than gold. Yeah. So we've had to change it to where the tinkers are building on a daily basis and are building with gold. So the base, the, like, there's a lot... 70 times faster. Yes. And it still took Zachary still how took many months? Months to finish his tank. Yeah. Yep. So, like, there, like there's a lot of implementation stuff that where they where they stuck to the 3-5 rules when they really should have built on them and made them yeah. better. Although really, like that was that in, in defense of the, the design team. In that case, they were building up from nothing. Yeah, like it's like, like they're, they're 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 working on it. These uh, are these are crafting rules. Okay, we want to build like three different crafting classes. Well, here are our crafting rules. We have nothing else for you. <laughs> and and, and, I, and I, in defense, the team after they lost their licensing and were, but were still working on the stuff, they produced even more Magic and Mayhem, which is the unofficial official expansion. Yeah, uh, the, the most recent book. 
And it does have in there rules for tinkers to build in gold. Because <laughs> <laughs> they figured it out. I was like, this is awful. Yeah. Alright. Uh, you, uh, you oh, I had a light bulb, yeah. When he mentioned combat, um, I, I don't know really how to go in on specifics on that one, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just say, say what you feel, and, and we will extrapolate. The, <laughs> um, combat takes forever, at least from my character. Um, I do five attacks, and then... Uh, Roll 20 dice five times. Y- yeah. It's not 20 yet. It's only 10. It's 11. <laughs> Is it 11? If you're a worgen, it's 11. Mm, no, it's... One of the dice changes. One of the dice changes. You're right. I get the D8. No, that's... Yeah. That's right. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm, I'm rolling a bunch of dice, and in a couple of levels, I'll be rolling 25 more dice. So. Yeah. Um, it, it, it takes gets, a she, few gets, she gets Shadowrun levels of dice. And it, it, it's also funny because if any of us dealt damage to any of our other characters, we would one shot them. Yeah, it's very easy for all of us to kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> What's the highest HP in the party? Uh, me. And you've got how much? I've got a hundred and... When I'm transformed, I've got a hundred and thirty-six hit points. I can do you in one shot. I can I can do me in one shot. <laughs> My minimum damage on a charge can do you in one shot. I do... I think uh, the least amount of damage that any of us does which is, is Which is why, as a, as a dungeon master, I am terrified to use any kind of mind control spell, because I know one of you is going to obliterate the other one. Yeah, but I was like, uh, like Stan's character does the least amount of damage, and he can still kill us in one round. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that that leads into mine, which is like a little bit on a little bit on the combat, a little bit on the balance things. That um, they didn't do enough to separate from three five. The biggest issue that I have with three five, and I have it with all incarnations of three five. I have this issue with Pathfinder. I have this issue with Core three five. I probably have this issue along with others with the with the uh, with the Wheel of Time. Oh, Wheel of Time actually scaled the numbers massively oh, down. They? That was one of my. I would love to play and review Wheel of Time. We will do that because all the numbers scaled way back. So when Pathfinder made all the numbers bigger and powered everything up. They powered everything back. So yeah. So is. The the power power creep and power scale are massively bad in this game. Massively bad. And it's part of that is because there are so many different ways to build a character, it's impossible to count for all the ways there are to build a character when you're looking at it from a system perspective. Because how many dice do you roll when you attack? Three? Two. You roll two dice when you attack, and off those two dice... 2d6 dice, my average damage... Is between 200 and 400. Uh, my average damage on a charge is generally between 150 and 200. Yeah. So I can make it higher by my ability to pull any rule out of any book I want to apply to me. Yeah, so there's that ability right there. Your ability to just randomly say, hmm, I like that rule, grab, which is a thing you have as a spirit champion. Um, and then... The fact that on two dice, you do 400 damage. I have three dice. On three dice, I do 125. Like, that doesn't add up. Holly rolls... Holly rolls... 11 dice. 11 dice and does an average of about 150 to 200 damage. But she she rolls 11 dice 
five times. Eleven dice, five my, turns. Mine's gone up. My average is about 180 to 230. Okay, yeah. so still, average of 180 to 230. But that's rolling five dice. Five times. Even rolling 11 dice five times, she still doesn't match your damage output. But that's only once per combat. I know, but still, well... Because I have to get a charge in. Asterix once per combat. Because <laughs> sometimes the combat's over after one round. Yeah, it's like, so that that sort of power scaling where somebody can be rolling 55 dice and still not doing as much damage as someone who's rolling two? Or then my poor father, who is there being like, I do like 20 to 30 damage a shot. Yeah, like I do, I do twenty to thirty damage a shot too, but I I hit twelve times. Yeah, and it's like it, it's just it, the the power balance and scaling is so weird. And from a GM's perspective, that makes planning encounters a bitch in the head. It is it is a monstrous thing to try to balance around your party. <laughs> Sorry, oh, it's well, terrible to pull anything out of the monster manual because it was, they'll get one shot. It yeah. was it was it was difficult to balance against you guys for the one shot that I made, and that was going in. Knowing the power scale imbalance, like I had to throw it. I had I, I had you guys fighting creatures in numbers that you shouldn't have been able to fight at your level that you were just easily handled. That was only the three of us. Too, yeah, that was just it? three of you. Like like the orcs were the you guys were level ten. Mm-hmm. The orcs were level sixteen, and you were just wiping them out. The kobolds were level twenty kobolds that you guys one shot, two shot, three shot. Well, the, the scaling only works so much. Like, like they're a level half creature that I scaled to level 20. So even level 20 kobolds aren't too terribly dangerous. But still, level 20 kobolds against a level 10 party. And there were like five of them for each of you. And you all killed them easily. Like, that that's the power scaling that I'm talking about here. You have to scale up to ridiculous numbers. And we encountered this in our Pathfinder campaign. When, like, even though that was a powered campaign, you were still having scaling issue problems. Well, I mean, I'm having an issue when most of the people have an AC of, like, 40, yeah. and then Holly has an AC of 107. I'm yeah. sorry, I like high ACs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and, and, and that's a problem that we have here, too. My AC is 42 almost all the time. It's like, how do you hit me? You don't. Unless you, um, you don't hit me, unless you design creatures that will kill everybody else because they can hit me. It's like, it's like if they if they can hit him, they typically can't miss anybody else. If they can hit me, they can kill everybody, and so it's it's a weird thing. And and like there are ways around it, like with the tank where I, the tank where I most assuredly wouldn't have ever been hurt by the tank, but I couldn't do any damage to it, which means I had to find different ways to work around. There are ways to there are ways to work around this problem, but the fact that it's there in it the first place... a lot of work on the DM. It's a ton <laughs> it of work on the DM. And I'm happy to do the work, but god damn. It puts a ton of... And by comparison to later systems that came on, like later later systems that we'll probably review as well in, in this series, I mean, just take a lot, a lot of that work off the DM. Compare, real quick, comparison of 5th Ed versus of 3.5, yeah. you pull a monster out of the monster manual and, and, and it, this It's of the appropriate challenge rating. And in fifth edition, it's an appropriate challenge. In three point five, yeah, you know, like, it's got five hundred hit points, and it's you know a level twenty challenge. Oh, this level ten like, party can deal five hundred damage. In a I'm I'm gming I'm gming a fifth ed campaign right now that had eight players, now has six, but has a, a, a they have a mercenary, so there's seven seven player characters total in the party, and I almost killed like three of them this past Friday <laughs> with with eight creatures. Like like it's not. I don't have to throw a whole lot of stuff. I don't have to heavily modify them either. 
when I'm when I'm taking a monster out of the monster manual, the only thing I have to do to modify it is change its name a little bit, change its appearance a little bit, and mix around their abilities a few times. And that's the full amount of setup I have to do. And so, it's still a challenging it's still a challenging encounter that makes them think out behind the box. Whereas with 3.5 and Warcraft and and in, in, in particular, there's a that's exponentially more work <laughs> than that. So that that's probably my biggest issue. I need to talk to I need to talk with our players. Like it's not related to the review. I need to talk with our players about uh, some power scaling that I might have to change just to make things easier on me, please. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. We'll just all go tinkers. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, I so, will break tinkers. Yeah, um, I'll break them wide open. Yeah. So, uh, and we've all talked about what we, would, what we don't like. We've all talked about the, the 3.5 the down 3.5 So let's talk about materials, because one, one of the biggest stop gaps to RPGs is the number of books. And unfortunately... World of Warcraft is not an exception to that. How many books are in that stack right now? Uh, Just count the second edition books. Count them all. Well, no, we'll only count the ones that are actually second edition, so we'll we'll remove this one. So there are two books that you don't count. (laughs) One, two, three. three. There are three books. Four. (laughs) Okay, this one gets to go out. Five, six, seven, eight books. Nope, this one is Manual of Monsters. Uh, there's also eight because the other one's over there. Yeah, we got, we've got more over there, though. So yeah, yeah, eight books for the second edition, another three for the first edition. Yeah. Um, at $50 each. At roughly $50 each. No, actually, you can find them now, uh, because because the edition is no longer in print, you can find them now... Uh, for more expensive, No, actually, it's rare. No, because, because <laughs> it wasn't as common. You can get them for 20 or 30 yeah, how much, money, how much money did you spend on all these books? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember like the grand total, but I know like the the monster guide was the most expensive, and it was forty. Yeah. So yeah, like it's still a lot of books. And to clarify, you only need the core rulebook to play. Yeah. But the core rulebook doesn't have a lot of the most interesting things. Yeah, it doesn't have the most interesting things. It also doesn't because have a lot of the monsters. It, it, because in this game setting. A lot of game settings, when they made variants of three five, they made one book, maybe two or three others. This every book adds so much, you're missing a lot of the universe. If you it, it, and it's you got, have to have, it's got the same issue that Splat books had in three point five, which was like a Splat book in three point five adds three different class variants and fifty different spells. You know, like all this other variety that you could potentially have, and the same thing happens here with these. Except these aren't Splat books; these are tomes. They're and really they're nice super books. flavorful and interesting. They and that, like, that's really... where all the interest comes from is the Alliance Player's Guide and the Horde's Player Guide and even more Magic and Mayhem in the Core Rulebook like, and then the I Monster think, Manual. I that's five books the for only the core person, set. The only person in our group playing a class that's only whose all their information is in the Core Books is Zach. Because he's playing a Tinker. And he's everyone else. And he always has a book in his hand. Yeah, and he always has a book in his hands because there's so much other stuff. But, like, Zach, uh, Stan's character, his prestige class is from the Alliance Player's Guide. My no, ca- Ranger is in the core books. Oh, Ranger is in the core books? So, so, so Stan's, Stan's is also... Except that he's always reading through the magic items. Yeah. And even more magic in there. <laughs> yeah, even more magic in there. But, like, my character, the Demon Hunter is only in the Alliance Player's Guide. The Centaur is in the Horde's Player's Guide. The Rune Master is in even more magic and mayhem. Is in more magic and mayhem. more magic and mayhem. And in and even more magic and mayhem. It's in both. Um, it's like... Hey, there's a so well, and her variant stuff. is in Dark Factions. Yeah, her variant of the Rune Masters is in Dark Factions. Yeah, so the three Rune Masters across three books. We're using all the books. Yeah, and, um, and oh yeah, and I can pull feats out of any book at any time if yeah. I want to. 
So you're just sitting there halfway through uh, through our combats that can take up to an hour and a half for one combat, and that's just one round of combat. Uh, you're sitting there going book flip 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 click book flip 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 flip. flip. Then we kill it, and you don't have to. And, and all that time you spent looking through our feats is not wasted. No, I have a list. I, I've just systematically gone through and made notes of like, okay, you know, here's <laughs> twenty feats that I can pull out of the air from different books. Yeah, so it's like the, the materials cost is big, even even though the books are but no you get price. a lot for it. You do. These are all full size books. Like these are all hardcover they, books with lots of gorgeous art and lots of gorgeous. This, this isn't like Warhammer, where you pay the same amount for the Harlequins book, which is like an eighty page book, as you do. For the Dark Eldar book, which is 200 pages. Yeah. It has a whole lot more information in it. Yeah. But they're all 50, so you have to pay 50. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's the standard D&D uh, pricing of having to get dice. Dice are cheap. Yeah, dice are fairly cheap. You can get a, you can get a full set for five bucks. You don't super need combat mats if you don't want to use them. So, no. you know, the, the bare minimum expense is the book or book. And dice. Yeah. And, and dice. Uh, though, though with our party, we do have a large amount of dice that we use. Yes. <laughs> like, I've got a pound of dice, and I'm constantly handing out dice from them. And Thanks, by the way. You're welcome. And we also have the smaller Chessex crappy dice. And, uh, they, you know. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it there's a lot of money that goes into this game. Um... There's a lot of money that can very like, like, easily go yeah, in this and, game. There's and, not a lot of money needed to get into it, but... No. Like, to get it, all you need is two books. The core rules and the monster manual. Um, if that. If you're comfortable making up monsters, you can just use the core rules. Yeah. I mean... It, but it's always easier to have monsters. Yeah, so it's always easier to have the monster guide to pull things yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's it. Um... That's all we can really say about Warcraft. It's it's a fun system. We enjoy it. Like we have our nitpick, we have our issues with it. But at the end of the day, I'm, they made a system that appropriately represents yeah. an entire world with a very rich lore. Now I'm interested to see how our final reviews and grading scores go. So Holly, want to give it your final opinion and grade? Um, I'm just I'm gonna just give it an A. Okay. Not A minus. Not A plus. Just A. Reasonably. Um. It was really easy for me to pick up on. A lot of systems are not. Mm-hmm. And I just really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed the story behind it. Because a lot of systems don't have that. Mm-hmm. I, give, I also give it an A. Like, I love, I love this universe. I love this system. I love so much about Warcraft. But it has those issues with 3.5 that they didn't fix. They had the chance to. And it, it, it could have been a perfect system, but then the 3-5, they didn't change enough. They didn't make enough better. So, eh. um, I'm wavering between A- minus or B+. Plus. I'm trying to remove my personal prejudice as a lover of the 3-5 way, because I know objectively that it has flaws, and I think there's, there's enough flaws with the power, with the scaling, with the barrier to entry with the mixed skill levels and playing. I yeah. think it's a B plus. They did the, they did a lot, but at the end of the day, they knew there were problems with 3-5, and they didn't address them at all. Yeah. So with me, I, I, I maintain our I maintain the sanctity of our letter grade scale. Uh, which is, you know, what do we what do we classify each letter as? Yeah. And for me, this game is a solid B. Yep. It's a good game. 
I enjoy it a lot. I enjoy it a lot because I enjoy the Warcraft universe. And like William does, like I've got 15 different characters that I'd love to try out, just don't have enough time to do it. Like, I, we're constantly talking about if this character dies, I've got five more like, I can bring <laughs> in. Like, let me open the book. Um, and they're not all optimized. They're mostly silly. They're, you know, I, the, the giant troll that flings Thorium Great Axes just is, is, is more flavorful than useful, but still. Um, and, and, and the ogre mage that one head is a mage and one head is a priest, I find is a hilarious concept. Um, but, uh, at the end of the day, there are other systems that I have more fun playing. And that is the big, that's, I think that's the big reason why it's yeah. a B. Because I, I, I enjoy playing this game, but I enjoy playing Fifth Ed way more. I enjoy playing Shadowrun way more. I enjoy playing Edge of the Empire way more. I enjoy playing, like, the age system more than 3.5. And I enjoy 3.5. I've always enjoyed 3.5. Core, not, not as much as Austin has, but Core, uh, Core Warcraft, uh, Core Warcraft and Pathfinder. I enjoy those a lot. But. What, what we're saying is. Not as much as others. 3.5 was a great base. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they didn't build enough off of it. Yeah, it's hold three five holds them back, and you. Yeah, and that's why I had to give it a B plus because as much as I love three five, I know I'm super biased. What, what, yeah. I, what I want, it's, what I want, it, it, it's one. Well, like, keep with my letterings. It's like the reason if there's a game, I would if this if there was no other system I would rather play, I'd give an A. But I just named four, so if I if I can do that. Then it can't be an A. No matter, it can't be an A minus. It can't be an A. It has to be in the B range. And I think a solid B, still a good grade. Still have a lot of fun with it. Still like to play it. Still want to play more of it. But when I have other options, I'll play other options. So, yeah, what I what I want out of Blizzard is either a fifth edition World of Warcraft, which I feel they could they could do and they could make excellent. Now the open game license for fifth edition is out. Or make your own system. Just Proprietary system, do it. Make a make a system, and it'll and we'll review it, and it'll probably get a better grade from me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's been the Warcraft RPG. We've we've played a lot of it. If you'd like to hear all the stuff we've played to it, check out a simpler life on this very same podcast channel. Um, and some part we apologize for the audio quality as it shifts widely as we go from the first episode to the most recent one. But uh, yeah, uh, it's a good system. We enjoy it. There are flaws. But that's going to be true of most things. Very few games can be. Very few games can be splendor. Oh my goodness! <laughs> very few games can be splendor. Let's play some splendor now. Okay. I've got, well, got it downstairs. We have been Final Show Films. We produce a live variety of content every day of the week. Check us out on our website at finalshowfilms.com. If you'd like to support us financially, check us out on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms. Uh, we can only do all the content that we do thanks to the generous support of you, the viewers and listeners. So if you can be just as generous as Chris Comfort and Antitonic are two $25 supporters, I hand that Patreon page, click on that donate button, and we will thank you very much. So say goodbye, everybody. Bye, right. everybody. Goodbye.